0: day number 73 73 73 days joe biden abandoning americans their families now we know it's hundreds of americans uh they lied to us up until uh this past weekend now we have the real numbers it's it's hundreds and family members and thousands of green card holders and their families eligible to live right now in the u.s and then of course our afghan allies great job joe Abandoning Americans to the Taliban terrorists. What's going to happen with the emergence of ISIS K, ISIS, Al Qaeda, now that the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan are committed to allowing terrorists to have a safe haven? Uh, what's going to happen if they get a hold of some of these Americans or green card holders? Or we already know what's happening to Afghan allies. They're getting, they're getting killed daily. Women are getting beaten daily. Minorities are being beaten daily. Many murdered daily. And yet there's no reporting. The media, they have just turned the page along with Joe. It's unbelievable. Um, Robert Cahaley, the Trafalgar polling group, has a poll just came out. 75.9% of American voters familiar with the chance F Joe Biden and the alternate Let's Go Brandon say hashtag Let's Go Brandon is an appropriate way to protest the Biden administration. That was one comic. I don't know who it was. I actually said it was funny. Um, did you see this, this uproar? I've been kind of watching it from a distance. I've always felt that two of probably the best comics out there today are Chris Rock and, and Dave Chappelle. And they got two very different styles. Linda, do you agree with me? And you like this other guy? What's his name?
1: I like Sebastian Maniscalco. I like Chappelle. I do not like Chris Rock.
0: Okay. I do like Chris Rock. Chris Rock just, he owns that stage. I've never seen anybody with a presence like he's got on stage he's really and and the and the thing is he crosses every line doesn't care says whatever he wants we we've got to allow comedians the ability to be funny and attack anybody and anything and and i've said this before i it's you know one of the reasons these late night tv shows are doing so horribly is is they've just become you know i hate donald trump hours every night colbert Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, they're just not funny anymore. And Chappelle is funny. He's irreverent. He crosses every line, every boundary. There are no boundaries in his world. And then the same with Chris Rock. And, you know, I still love Larry the Cable guy, uh, Jeff Foxworthy. I mean, there's a ton of people out there that I like. And any, anyway, I mean, Chappelle apparently really took on in this new special of his on Netflix, the, the trans community. And he's like, I'm not apologizing for it and he had conditions that he would meet with people and it was just very interesting i i we've got to get away from this wokeism, where every and and i'll start with me any comedian that's funny that wants to beat the crap out of me just pound me pummel me make fun of me make fun of how i look make fun of you know that i'm irish make fun of anything you want to make fun of just be funny I mean, we could use some real comedians. Why do we have to act so offended all the time? Because I don't believe everybody is that offended. That's just my own take on this. I do not believe I think there's a lot of feigned offense out there that doesn't exist. Um, One interesting report as we get started today, Kamala Harris reportedly distancing herself from President uh, Biden, the Daily Mail reporting. Harris held 18 public appearances with Biden in February. On February 1st, the president had an average approval rating of 53.4 percent and disapproval rating of 34 percent, according to 538. Now fast forward to now, and she has thus far reduced her public appearances with Biden to one. As of October the 25th, Biden's approval rating now is skidding into the mid-30s. And Harris's appearance with Biden only one time in September correlates with the Biden approval rating. So one wonders what's going on there. It is interesting to watch because we've been way ahead of the curve on Joe's Joe being weak, frail and a cognitive mess. Even the Wall Street Journal. I mean, the Wall Street Journal is talking about his mental fitness and accountability. And they the president's town hall from last week that only barely a million people watched. I mean, that disastrous ratings for fake news, CNN. Anyway, the White House handlers shield Biden from the press as much as possible. And they had the town hall on CNN. It shows why with even with a friendly audience softball questions, the Wall Street Journal points out his performance revealed what why so many Americans are losing confidence in his presidency. We take no pleasure in pointing this out since the U.S. needs a president who can handle the strains of the job. And I'd add to that the world needs a strong United States. And Biden was never like this, you know, and all the, the you know, the president's stumbling and mumbling in his speeches. But his frequent confusion about major issues of the day is a reason for growing public concern. And he thinks this joke about to school kids on his job is to avoid answering media questions. Then he's coughing and coughing and coughing and goes and shakes people's hands. I'm like, man, you know, whatever happened to the super spreader events? You know, then he tells this false Amtrak story. Swear to God, true story. No, it's not a true story. It's been debunked repeatedly. And, you know, so we're all watching this. Yeah, I don't want to tell the story now. Uh, we, We got too much information to get to today. Um, Let me go to the economy where the current trend and chaos. Now, this impacts every one of you listening to me right now. All of you listening. This is impacting your life and it's impacting your life dramatically. And we were kind of on the cutting edge of getting this information out early. Once I began to see that he weaned America off of energy independence and now he's begging OPEC. And according to Senator Barrasso, taking in more oil imports from Russia than from Alaska, we have no control over the single biggest portion of our economy where that would help ease inflation. When you have high gas prices and you pay a buck fifty more a gallon to fill up your tank, and it cost however many more dollars on average between what six hundred and a thousand dollars a year more this year to heat your home and cool your home in the summertime, and you pay more for every item you buy, that is as big a Biden inflation tax as you're ever gonna get. And if this if this chaos and incompetence continues, you know, we will have gone from a thriving post pandemic economic recovery at the end of last year now to a serious recession. You know, Jim Garrity over at National Review, uh, evidence is now pointing to a coming U.S. recession starting to pile up. Economists expect that Thursday's gross domestic product numbers would show 2.8 percent third quarter growth. By the way, that would be a significant drop from the second quarter, 6.7 percent, which is what we need, probably even higher. And even the the higher number would be lousy for the economy. That is supposed to be rebounding out of the pandemic, which, by the way, we now have the numbers in and we've had more dead people in 2021 with he said he was going to fix the covid problem. He hasn't fixed it. You know, you can hear how excited the media mob is now as they're reporting. Democrats are on the verge of a final deal. Joe Biden's multi trillion dollar human infrastructure, new green deal, socialism spending orgy. But here's what they're leaving out. The house of cards is based on a proposed wealth tax of unrealized capital gains. I was trying to explain this to you earlier. A wealth tax, understand what this means. So, capital gains are you you make money, you pay taxes on the money you make. That money is taxed. Then you invest that money. Okay. Now, if money becomes a capital gain, if you sell the asset or you sell the stock and you make a profit, Then they tax you again on the gains you made from the money you invested or money that had already been taxed. Now, if you're going to tax, if you're going to put a wealth tax in place and on money that you have yet to realize that may not. Like, for example, you know, the stock market may be up today. You could be up a half a million dollars, say, and then maybe by the end of tomorrow, you're down a half a million dollars. So, okay, they want to tax you on money you haven't even earned. Now, it's unconstitutional. It's unfair. It would create just a disaster of havoc all over the marketplace. And it's not going to work because billionaires, the, the 700 to 1,000 people they're targeting for this, um, they would simply move their money or themselves out of the U.S., just like people have left New York, New Jersey, and California because they didn't become millionaires and billionaires by being stupid, at least not the people I've met in my life. And why does the Biden administration want to tax theoretical income? It's not income until you realize the income, until you sell the assets, sell the stock. I mean, and if, what? Once you open up that Pandora's box, what does that mean for your 401k? Or or maybe the, the small bit of money you have in the stock market yourself that you're trying to save for a rainy day. I mean, so if you're 30 years old, you have a retirement account, grows every year, even though interest or even through interest and appreciation, you're going to owe taxes on that account every single year, even if you don't withdraw a single penny with no guarantee that their valuation is going to remain the same because this tax even includes a proposal for one-shot wealth tax, which would apply to all the money that you've made on your investment from day one. And then you'd have to cash out a portion of your retirement account just to pay the Biden wealth tax on your retirement account. If the Democrats want to lose Congress next year by a landslide, just keep pushing this through. Because this is this will ruin the economy. Just like the big lie, three point five children trillion will cost you zero, 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 zero. He keeps saying it's not true. Interesting. Lawrence Summers is not holding back. That's Obama's top economic advisor. Firing back at Treasury Secretary Yellen, I think he's figured out she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Insisting yesterday that inflation was not out of control and predicting the current ramp and price increase would stabilize by the middle of 2022. In a series of tweets, Lawrence Summers is pointing out that Yellen's previous inflation forecasts have been proven wrong again and again. And he said when the administration formulated their budget in February... They expected 2% inflation for 2021. Their their forecast is no longer operative. And Yellen expressed confidence that inflation would be back to the 2% range by late 2021 or 22. That forecast is no longer operative. In other words, he's saying that Janet Yellen's predictions aren't worth the paper they're printed on. And by the way, heading into Thanksgiving, when is Thanksgiving? How many weeks away? About four weeks away or so. Somewhere around there. Anyway, nearly every single component of a traditional American Thanksgiving dinner, and I'll be frying my turkey as usual, from the disposable aluminum turkey roasting pan to the coffee and the pie, the cost, every single item on the list is going to cost more this year. According to agricultural economists, farmers, grocery executives, major food companies, Nestle, Procter & Gamble, they're warning consumers to brace for major price increases. Well, of course it's going to happen. You know, you should see the lengths that companies like Target and Costco and Walmarts, you know, at Target, they're hiring 300, I'm sorry, 30,000 people, additional team members just to keep their stores full of product. Well, what's going to happen? We got they got to pay those 30,000 people. That means prices are going to go up again, just like Afghanistan, the border, energy crisis, inflation crisis. Just like every foreign policy does It's all self-inflicted by Biden. Now we're going to tax people on theoretical income that we expect they might make, but it's not real money that they actually made yet. I've never heard of this madness. And as we roll along, Sean Hannity shows. So they want this wealth tax on money you haven't earned, obviously unconstitutional, unfair. And would would it would be like, all right, now they tax you. Then your investment goes down. You actually lose money. And now the government's what? Gonna, they're going to pay you back the money that they they calculated you likely earn because at any one moment in time, the stock market or your 401k happened to be higher. And and Pelosi confirming this weekend, we will have a wealth tax. You know, and the proposal now reviewed by Chairman Ron Wyden to impose an annual tax on realized capital gains. In other words, it is tax, you're taxing money that doesn't in reality even fully exist until you realize the gain. It's insanity. I wouldn't call that a wealth tax, but it would be, but it would help get the capital gains, which are extraordinarily a large part of the incomes. This is money that's already been taxed. That's the other hard part of this whole thing. An inexplicable part of this whole thing. You know, so you you pay taxes, on income, you invest what you have remaining, what you've saved, and let's say you put it in a stock market, 401K, whatever it happens to be. Maybe you put it in Bitcoin. I don't Whatever wherever you put it. Maybe invest it in a, a real estate adventure, whatever it happens to be. And at a certain moment in time, they're going to take a snapshot picture and say, well, we assess the, the value of your investment. Your capital gains is, you know, up net $10,000, Okay, sounds great. We're gonna tax you on that, but then when you finally cash it in, you lose ten thousand dollars. Now, are you gonna get your your money back? I mean, it's gonna it's crazy, it's nuts. When we get back, Mansion is saying the Democrats plan to have the IRS surveil bank accounts is screwed up and likely dead. He said it would be much easier if he would just switch parties. Kristen Cinema now still being harassed by. Biden and Pelosi and squad supporters will update you on that next. Mainstream press talking about this stuff. Sean Hannity is on the radio. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. So it's it's interesting because they've been running ads in in the markets. For example, Joe uh, Mansion in West Virginia uh, attacking him. Uh, Bernie Sanders writes an op-ed for, for the local papers in West Virginia as if the people in West Virginia give a flying rip what a socialist, uh, radical extremist like Bernie Sanders thinks for the people of West Virginia, uh, whose economy relies heavily on energy, coal and, and natural gas very specifically. And so, you know, Manchin says this, you know, on a, on a number of fronts here, he said it'd be a hell of a lot easier be much easier if he just switched parties and he's getting ticked off as as is by the way Kristen cinema and yeah you know he's being strong-armed constantly by the annoying chuck schumer and and joe biden even more annoying mansion saying he's approaching every day he's approached every day about the possibility of switching political parties he was speaking at the economic club of dc today And he addressed the recent reports that he's been encouraged to join the Republican Party. Would it be easier for you to do that? The moderator asks, it'd be much easier. My goodness, he said. But is that the purpose of being involved in public service? Because it's easy. Now, Manchin dismissed the question about whether he'd consider such a move, telling the audience, no, I've I've never thought what I'm telling you now is who I am. Do you think by having a D or an R or an I is going to change who I am? I don't think the R's are going to be more happy with me than the D's are right now. And then he quipped, I don't know where I belong, prompting a lot of laughter from the crowd. All eyes have been on Manchin and Cinema as the Democrats work to pass, you know, this build back better new green deal socialism, you know, spending orgy of theirs. Manchin even went as far as to say, telling this economic club that he spoke to President Biden about the proposal uh, of the IRS to surveil taxpayer bank accounts. Remember, originally it was going to be any any movement in your account $600 dollars or more. I mean that is that that would you would get a full textured picture of somebody's life if that's what the IRS does unless you started to live on you know like cash only, which you could do. Uh, and he said that he told Biden that the idea was screwed up and that the president concurred. So I think that's one that is going to be gone," he said. Um, Now, then they said, "Well, we won't do six hundred dollars. We'll do it if you make ten grand a year." Well, that's everybody. I mean, even if you are on public assistance, you are making ten grand a year. Now, the question is, is how long are are Democrats going to be putting up with the abuse? Because three weeks ago, you might remember Kristen Cinema of Arizona chased into the ladies' room at Arizona State University, being filmed while she's going to the bathroom courtesy of the infrastructure squad supporters, uh, human infrastructure squad supporters. Anyway, shortly thereafter, Biden gave the signal that cinema's harassment should continue until she came around on the infrastructure spending orgy, saying it's part of the process. That was his defense of her. It's not part of the process to follow a woman into the bathroom when she's in a stall filming her, you know, or filming the front of the stall and taking away any sense of, The expectation of privacy its pretty repulsive. Anyway, every day since Biden signaled that his supporters have been menacing cinema and they've chased her down, gotten in her face, tried to physically bully her. I guess she was traveling through the airport with Tim Scott yesterday and said to a woman, don't touch me. On. I think
1: it's uh, and I'm quite interesting. I know you've met with dozens of you know, lobbyists. <laughs> I did
0: not touch you. I, I, mean, your dozens, I know you're met to dozens of lobbyists. The
1: world doesn't and really want to talk Talking anymore. with corporate right, donors really about the package. Yeah, How many times will you meet with constituents? Today,
0: well, How many times will you meet with constituents and yeah. negotiating and yeah.
1: sorry about this? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I think it's part of the course, right? Okay, part, part so of the course. I want you to meet with my family and constituents. I can have them meet you next week. every single year in Arizona it's getting hotter and hotter we're breaking records we're going to go this way people are suffering your constituents are suffering what are you going to do about climate change next week in Glasgow could be the last chance please answer me Senator my family, my house we're from Tucson, we're constituents
0: these people are just nuts now this kind of crap you know, happens all over the world but I, I, I don't know. I take a very different tact. I have no problem asking strong questions of anybody. But at some point, it becomes harassment. And this, ha- you know, this, you know, Kristen Cinema, were a member of a jury. Her attackers would be arrested for jury tampering. A witness to the crime. These people would be locked up for witness intimidation. Why? Why? This is part of the process, Joe, to harass women in bathroom stalls and in airports the way they've been doing it. Now, I see the latest, uh, you know, attack against Kristen Cinema, and that she now has a pair of bodyguards that have to travel with her, apparently. I hope Mitch McConnell had the decency to pay. I mean, we have to keep our elected officials safe, and I've said that my whole career. Uh, she's not, you know, given in to this kind of intimidation and, and bullying that's going on here. She's kind of been a profile in courage. We'll see where she ends up on this bill. She's been more coy um, pretty much against a lot of the tax features of this. And, but she keeps getting confronted by these protesters at one point having to say to this woman, don't touch me. I mean, if somebody touches you, it's, it becomes a problem now. Now you got a physical altercation breaking out. Nobody has a right to put their hands on you, period. I've, you know, I've had a few experiences myself. I'm like, do not put your hands on me. I don't want to hurt you. Linda, how many times have you heard me say that? A hundred. Yeah, and then, and how honest am I being? I really don't want to have to hurt anybody.
1: No, of course not. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. There sh- no, it shouldn't even have give, to come to that.
0: Just, just be respectful. Give people a little space. They deserve their own private space. But when you get up in somebody's grill and you start touching them and you start poking them and you start grabbing their arm, you're now starting a, a physical confrontation.
1: Well, I think that is going an to intimidating
0: the, and threatening environment. Yeah,
1: going to the bathroom should be like understood. I'm going to the bathroom. I would like to do this alone. Have a nice day. One or day. two. <laughs> whatever it is. You washing your hands. you fixing your makeup. You want to do your hair. Whatever oh, yeah, it is. yeah, that's what I'm
0: doing. I'm fixing my makeup. That's Listen, why I'm you're a
1: man this. on TV. You might actually need to do that, that for is
0: actually that That actually has happened. You know what I'm one. saying?
1: But that is a moment of privacy. But I will play devil's advocate and say, by the same token, when you call your senator's office or you call your congressman's office, they need to answer the phone and talk to you instead of dodging you and putting you on hold and hanging up on you, which happens a lot, even to me as a member of the press.
0: Yeah, they don't care. I mean, a lot of them don't care. Uh, so, you know, Biden, by the way, out. This is not a good decision by Terry McAuliffe to bring Biden out today. It really is not. And they're now desperate here. Manchin is open to the billionaire's tax to fund the social spending bill. You know, but he's still out there. Biden is still out there saying that this $3.5 trillion will cost you zero. It will cost you zero. He says it over and over again. I think we got the tape of it just never stops over and over and over again. Mitt Romney actually made some good points. He goes, you know, all these people that have money that invest in the stock market, invest in businesses, they're creating the jobs and the opportunities for every American. They're not America's enemy. I've said this so many times in my life and career. Now, whether I was washing dishes or delivering newspapers or a cook or a busboy or a waiter or a bartender, or a house painter, or a paper, wallpaper hanger, or a tile layer, and roofer, and framer, and all these jobs I did for 20 years of my life, I never got hired one time by anybody that was poor. I got hired by people that wanted a service and were willing to pay for it. And that's that was great for me, because if they didn't have the money, I wouldn't have gotten the job, and I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. At a time when I needed the money to pay for my rent. But it's uh these are just very strange times that we're living in. Washington Post points out the Democrats scrambling again. This is now the third attempt behind the scenes to address immigration and sneak amnesty back into Biden's reconciliation bill. Now the Senate parliamentarian has now twice rejected this. Twice. Anyway, other they've said little about their strategy in recent weeks. The most pressing question confronting Democrats is what to do about all of these illegal immigrants that they want to give amnesty to. And I keep saying, you know, first of all, I'm all for I'm all for immigration, legal immigration. You respect our laws first, our borders, our sovereignty. Easy, simple. You follow the process. We can even expedite the process but it's got to include a security background check to make sure you don't have any type of radical associations, a health check in the middle of a pandemic, and you can't be a financial burden on the American people. You've got to be able to care for yourself. Not that we're mean and selfish, but we can't afford to pay it. We don't have the money. So, But now they want, what, they want to take something that, you know, countries charge millions of dollars. If you wanted to become a citizen of all these other countries out there, many, many... Many countries, some are actually relatively inexpensive. You know where you can get dual citizenship, and and some people actually, you know, end up giving up their American citizenship, which has become more and more frequent over the years. And not that you don't necessarily want to push people out of the country, but this this is a Democratic Party wealth tax mirage, as the Wall Street Journal said. And remember how the federal income tax started out. Democrats claim the tax will only hit 700 ultra rich Americans with a billion in assets or more, uh, or who have a hundred million in income for three consecutive years. That's what they always say. The first income tax enacted after the ratification of the 16th amendment. You may not know this in 1913 had seven tax brackets with rates from 1% on income over three grand. in current dollars, uh, to 7%. So they, 1913, when they first, the 16th Amendment first brings in the income tax, they had seven tax brackets. 7% on income exceeding then $500,000 or $14 million. And you know what the rates are today. The alternative minimum tax was only applied initially to the richest Americans, but with time expanded to to hit millions in the middle class. It's all, its always, all right, let's let's start with the wealth tax, and then we'll start taxing everybody. Because that's where this is heading. There's no, you cannot satiate the Democrats' desire for power. And their power is in the power to tax. And by the way, if all of this goes into effect, I'm telling you, it is, it's going to be the American, you think you're hurting the rich. You're not going to hurt the rich. The rich aren't stupid. The rich are going to figure out other ways to make money. Mitt Romney, he knows a lot of things, but he's not that dumb. He actually said these multi-billionaires are going to say, I don't want to invest in the stock market if we're going to have this billionaire tax and this capital gains tax on gains that are phantom gains and not even real gains. He says, instead, they're going to buy a ranch. They're going to invest in art and paintings. And these these are sectors that don't build jobs except for, portraits of a crack addict hunter biden and create a strong economy he's right you know add to this this looming deadline of what is it december the 8th for the vaccine mandate you should i'll show you tonight thousands of municipal workers in new york city now protesting mayor comrade de blasio's vaccine mandate they took over the entire brooklyn bridge yesterday and most people are saying they're not anti-vaccine they're anti-vaccine mandate and it's going to be cops and it's going to be first responders and firefighters and nurses and medical care workers and our military it's going to be and and i don't think you can stop it either we don't even know the impact that's going to have on the economy but for whatever reason this isn't a vax don't vax debate that debate has been had but the people that now are saying they're not doing it they seem pretty locked in if you're willing to give up your paycheck and give up your benefits and give up your pension because you believe that strongly in something, I doubt there's going to be any words from Anthony Fauci, Kamala Harris or Joe Biden that's going to convince you otherwise at this point. You know, you, you look at, for example, the New York Nets. What's his name? Um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, he's given up millions of dollars. He's pretty locked into his position. And, you, you know, people can criticize him all he wants, but that's how strongly he feels about it. And
1: can I just add Jonathan Isaac as well? This guy's amazing oh, out of Orlando.
0: There you go. Jonathan Isaac just added. Thank you. But, uh, you know, you have, I mean, the New York City Police Union suing the city, firefighters suing the city, teachers suing the city. I mean, and and part of this is, you know what? People don't trust Fauci. He's been wrong the whole time. And then, of course, now everything we know about gain of function and and the monies the NIH gave to the Eco Alliance, and now we're learning about the mistreatment of puppy experiments. Did you hear about this puppy experiment thing? Oh, I heard about it. Yeah, where the what are they putting these these insects on them to eat them alive? Eat them alive. He's I, a, mean, I tell you, he's all hard, Fauci. He's a real sweetheart. It's disgusting. Yep, it's, it's repulsive.
1: Listen, I don't care who gets him out. If Peter wants to go after him, go after him. Just get him out.
0: Hashtag arrest Fauci uh, is was trending yesterday as a result of all this gain of function and of course the animal experiments. It's unbelievable. I mean, it just between the the intercept revelations, the NIH now, the Eco Alliance, and Fauci's emails, it's pretty incontrovertible that they knew that the Wuhan virology lab, where taxpayer dollars went, they knew damn well that they did coronavirus gain of function research. By the way, we'll get into this uh, one week to go. Is it possible? Right now we have a poll out, and it looks like Youngkin could pull it out, according to the numbers, in Virginia. And Joe Biden's going in, which is a disaster for Terry McAuliffe today. That is like the worst person he could bring in. All right, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program?